I believe in being, not striving, arriving. All right? You have to be your goal, as it were. You have to not be looking for the truth, you have to be truth. You can't be looking for healing or a healing method out there at all. You have to be truth. And when you are it, it is never something that eludes you. That's Dr. Wayne Dyer. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Thursday. I am thankful for you tuning in with me today as we have Dr. Wayne Dyer back on the show to share some wisdom of the ages about overcoming addiction. Here's Dr. Wayne Enjoy. I just had a great experience on the 1st of January of this year. I quit drinking caffeine. Okay. I had a bad addiction to Coca, not Coca-Cola, but Diet Coke tab. I could drink a crowd pleaser (laughs) easy in a speech. I could. Or Diet Pepsi or one of those things, those big 64 ounces. I mean, I was drinking eight to 10 cans of that stuff a day. Inadvertently, I mean, I just didn't know. I'd have it for breakfast, I'd have it in the afternoon, and I'd always had one when I was driving, and whenever I'd give a speech, I had one. And uh, my wife had said to me, and everybody who knew me was saying to me, that's the thing that's got you. That's the one that you can't get rid of. You know, you talk about being... And you know it's not good for you. You you know how you feel when you drink too much of that stuff. Then I heard a tape by a man named Ramdas. Ramdas had a tape about this Buddhist monk who was the son of a uh, a Buddhist saint. And this Buddhist saint was a woman. And there's only been like four female Buddhist saints ever in the Theravadan Buddhism. And the woman was very upset with her son because he was a narc in Thailand. And in Thailand, they have the highest incidence of heroin addiction in the world. The heroin addicts are on the streets everywhere. The woman would say to her son, instead of imprisoning these people, instead of punishing them, instead of putting them in jail, instead of all of these things that you do, why don't you try to help them? Why don't you send them love? Why don't you, as a saint would say, okay? And uh, he said, but I don't know what to do. And she encouraged him to study Theravadan Buddhism. And he did. And this is the most austere of all of the fields of uh, Buddhism. It is the area of Buddhism in which you have to practice like 130 austerities a day, all right? You don't sleep on a mattress, you sleep on the floor, you don't look at anybody of the opposite sex, you don't dance, you watch every single thing that you eat, you say prayers all the time. I mean, very, a lot of these austerities, physical austerities, well, he got into it, okay? And he thought that these people were too wild for him. So he invented like 30 more austerities of his own. (laughs) And he was practicing 160 of them a day. And Ramdas said when he met him, he was like meeting a tree trunk. All right? He was that firm. And what he would do is he would take this truck 
And he would go through the streets of Bangkok and he would say to the heroin addicts, if you want to get rid of your addiction in one week, one week's time, jump on the truck and we'll take you to the monastery and you'll be rid of it in one week, guaranteed. He would get these large numbers of people that would jump on. Every week he would take another batch of these addicts. I mean, and I'm talking heroin, the hardest thing in the world for us to overcome with will. And he would take them there and the first thing he would say to them was, this is your only chance. This is the only chance that you're going to have in life to be rid of your addiction. And then he would say to them, I am the treatment. I am bigger than the addiction. And I will show you that. And he would take heroin. And he wouldn't have any effect on him at all. He just wouldn't even react to it. His mind. He had trained himself to be bigger than the addiction and showed them that. And then he would put them through this violent purging, vomiting kind of thing to cleanse out their system and so on. But the thing that, that he talked about that is the most profound to me is the idea of becoming the treatment, being, the psychology of being. I have taken Maslow's notion of the psychology of being to levels now in my life to challenge myself in areas that I never thought were even possible before. And one of them was with this minor addiction, caffeine, tab. I mean, he would laugh. Tab? You're having trouble with tab? <laughs> <laughs> I admit it's not major, okay? <laughs> but nevertheless, for me, it owned me. And I let it own me for over 20 years, all right? This was the stuff that was, uh, it was my last addiction, if you will. I, smoking had been something I hadn't had anything to do with for 25 years. And drinking, no part of it. It doesn't interest me. And putting poisons into my body and all of these kind of things. And keeping myself in shape, no problem. It was this this thing that I kept holding on to. So what I did on the 1st of January this year is I re-listened to that tape and I became the treatment. It's an amazing thing. See, when you take something into your body that you know isn't good for you or that you don't like, or let's say it's a cigarette if that's what you're trying to quit, or if it's alcohol or caffeine or too much sugar or whatever it is, and you consume that, what happens is as that goes through you, it becomes you. You become it. You become one with the poison. And every time you do that, you are the poison. You're not consuming poison. You are not using a method of putting poison into your system. It's not that. That's one step removed from being. Being means you are it. It is you. You are one. You are at unity with the poison. All you have to understand with any addiction that you may have, any kind of an addiction, is that once you become the treatment and you stop being the poison, it's not even a challenge anymore. I mean, it's so easy. I'm not that anymore. That's not what I am anymore. Not that I've mastered it or that I've got a method that's great that I want to tell you about this method. It's that I am no longer it. It is no longer me. And I am someplace else now. When you get that, when you understand that notion of being, and beginning to apply that in your life. I mean, it's just phenomenal. What you, it's like in religion, people are looking for the Ten Commandments, okay? But in the Bible, it says live of the truth, doesn't it? The whole idea of the kingdom of heaven. I mean, that's one of the great secrets of the universe that is so simple. I mean, it's, the kingdom of heaven isn't this place that you're going to get to. It is 
within. It is what you carry around with you. And when you are the Ten Commandments, you don't need them. You don't need any of that. You simply are being that. And when that is you and you are it, you are what they call, what Christ called, of the truth. All right? Not looking for it, not trying to get it from someone else, not hoping that someone else can reveal it to you. It is what you are. Big thanks to Dr. Wayne Dyer for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, drwaynedyer.com. His latest book is entitled Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled Wayne Dyer, Don't Look For It or Get It From Someone Else. It's What You Are. And if you'd like to check out any episode that we've had and featured on the show in the past, you can go to the show description and check out our previous episode section below. All right, that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.